Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mental Health Monday is an informational podcast and should not be used to replace the specialized training and professional judgment of a healthcare or mental health care professional. Mental Health Monday can't be held responsible for the use of the information provided. Please always consult a trained mental health professional before making any decision regarding treatment of yourself or others. Self-help information and podcasts and information on the internet is useful, but it's not always a substitute for professional assistance. Unless otherwise noted, guests of Mental Health Monday are not doctors or licensed in any way. Our hope is to make a connection with you and be more open and honest about everyone's mental health. Enjoy the podcast. Hey, what's up and welcome to season two of Mental Health Monday. My name is Riggs from Riggs and Alley on 103.7 KISS FM in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, Thanks for being patient. Got a second season. Uh, promise for more uh, mental health and healthness. Mental healthiness. Yes, mental healthiness. I think it is coined a phrase right there. Copyright Rick 2019. All rights reserved. Does, does that count as a copyright? Mental healthiness. How is your mental healthiness doing, huh? You been all right? Today we're going to talk to uh, some people from the Grand Avenue Club. This is a clubhouse style of rehabilitation in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. This is actually an international thing. The clubhouse model is basically, it's like uh, integrated therapeutic working communities with adults and young adults diagnosed with mental health disorders and people who are recovering from mental health disorders, kind of reintroducing them into the community, into life, back into friendships. Back into the workforce. It's a four-story building in downtown Milwaukee with a full-functioning office, a full-functioning kitchen, an art gallery, a library, a fitness center. It's got everything you could possibly need at this place. And it's all run by the members. Everybody that is a member has a responsibility. We'll talk about all of that. How did I come to find out about the Grand Avenue Club is an interesting story. Jose reached out to me who is a listener of this Mental Health Monday podcast and had this message. Hello, Red. My name is Jose. I've been listening to Kiss FM for as long as I can remember, but I just stumbled upon your podcast. I was thinking of doing my own podcast, and one of the subjects would be talking about mental illness. I have lived with mental illness for 13 years, and I'm 26 now, and I have been through hell and back, and I would love to talk about it on your podcast. I wrote a speech to give at the Grand Event Fundraiser, which is a fundraiser for Grand Avenue Club, which I'm part of. It was at the Fister Hotel, about three to 400 people, and that was a really hard experience, but I made it through and it felt amazing. Anyways, I'm telling you this because I can send you a copy of my speech, and if you somewhat like it, awesome, because again, I wouldn't mind talking about mental illness. It's something huge I care about since it affected my whole life. Thanks for even putting awareness of mental illness. So I thought the Grand Avenue Club, I did some research. Here's someone that went to the Grand Avenue Club that had their life impacted by it. Let's get the director of the Grand Avenue Club, take a tour of it, and it'll all come together. 
for this wonderful Mental Health Monday podcast. So it all started at a coffee shop with Jose. After the usual small talk, we got to talking about Jose's mental illness and how we had his first panic attack in seventh grade. I remember we were going to gym class and that week we had dance. Yeah. Like every day it was a different dance class and that day was uh, swing. And I've never been comfortable like just spinning because I just never like being dizzy. Yeah. Uh, when I was walking down the stairs, I just felt this vibration through my body that I, I felt really weak for a second. And I didn't know what it was because mm-hmm. I never really, you know, felt that before. Um, but I kept walking down the first set of stairs and then I was walking down the second set of stairs and that's when I just kind of collapsed. Uh, just a full-blown panic attack. It, it basically skipped the anxiety part and just went to a full-blown panic attack. Oh, wow. And Now, is it just anxiety that you suffer from or is that is that a majority of your it's, mental illness? It's, yeah, it's a majority. Um, I, I have agoraphobia, which... Uh, is basically afraid to leave your comfort zone. So for me, it would be my room. Yeah, I got you in a coffee shop. Yeah, of, which is the big step for you, I guess. Yeah, I've it- been I've been trying to take more risks, and yeah. um, I've been you know I I try to do things out of my comfort zone, like this right here. Yeah, what we're doing exactly talking on a podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. What has been uh, some things that have helped you the most dealing with anxiety? You know, I I, re- I already had a good support system with my sister, my mother. Just my family, you know, is a good support system, which is good to have. And and then there's a bunch of resources that's that's in Milwaukee alone that I was able to go to that really helped me. And and it made me feel that I wasn't alone, which yeah. helped me a lot more too. Because you're not alone. A lot yeah. of people suffer from the same thing you do. Yeah, exactly. And that and I never really, I never really thought of it like that. Tell me about the Grand Avenue Club, because that's a place where you said you went. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what exactly is the Grand Avenue Club? So the Grand Avenue Club is a good place. Um, I found it through my therapist, and at first I didn't... I I lost a lot of hope a while back, Mm -hmm. and I was kind of iffy about going to it, because I was like, eh, it's... A waste of time. Yeah, I didn't really... Wouldn't help you. Yeah. I went there and I took a tour and everything and it was it's it's a really great place cuz it's a place where it gives people who have mental illness a purpose. A purpose. Doesn't that sound nice? A great place for people to recover from mental illness. I wanted to find out more about the Grand Avenue Club, so I had Jose put me in touch with Dr. Rachel Foreman, the executive director. Jose invited me down to the Grand Avenue Club to meet her and take a tour of the Grand Avenue Club. Grand Avenue Club was founded in 1991. It was the result of of the work of a coalition, a community-wide coalition, consisting of psychiatric patients, their families, about 23 community organizations. Um, And we all came together at that time and learned about the clubhouse model of psychiatric rehabilitation. At the time, it was the tail end of the deinstitutionalization movement. And what that means is, as most many of us know, um, for the most part, people with serious mental illness lived out their life lives in hospitals. And um, the deinstitutionalization movement, which actually began, I believe, in the late 1950s and was somewhat late in Wisconsin, meant that people were discharged from the hospitals out into the community, where there were community mental health centers. The problem, as defined by the coalition to which I referred, is that people didn't have much to do during the day, and they were hanging around a lot. And some of them 
um, were not very happy about that. And there was one individual who is a, I think, a Milwaukee person of some magnitude, and I mean that in both ways, Lionel Aldridge, mm-hmm. had gone to New York and he uh, visited Fountain House, which is the first clubhouse, and came back with the idea of perhaps developing a clubhouse here. The State Office of Mental Health, now Behavioral Health, and NAMI, National Alliance for Mentally Ill, organized the conference here in May of 1989, and the coalition came out of the people who had been to that conference and learned about the clubhouse way of working. Now, you say the clubhouse way of working, so what exactly does that mean? Is that far as, it's, this is like a community, and this is a member membership-based thing, so... Um, We are not a traditional social service agency. We do not have social workers working here. Actually, we do have social workers working here, but our relationship with our members is very, very different than the relationship that you will find in a traditional social service agency. Meaning you're not not giving advice, you're not rehabilitating. We're not rehabilitating, we're not giving advice. We are colleagues, and we work together to run this clubhouse. So everything that is done in the clubhouse, from the office work, to the cleaning, to the cooking, to the planning of programs. Everything that is done here is done with members and staff side by side working collegially. So the people who work here, the staff that works here, really needs to be people who like that kind of relationship and see its power in the lives of members. So that's what it means. That's what the clubhouse means. Now, in recent years, the um, federal agency that deals with all programs having to do with mental health services and um, actually substance abuse services as well. SAMHSA, Substance Abuse Mental Health Services Administration, Mm -hmm. has deemed the clubhouse approach or the clubhouse approach to psychiatric rehabilitation, they use that term as an evidence-based practice. So there's a large body of research indicating that people actually are helped by clubhouses and that they get to experience recovery via work um, in the community. I was wondering what keeps people from wanting to re-enter the workforce? Is it the stigma? Um, Stigma is certainly a barrier, uh, stigma and shame. And other barriers include include um, isolation, a sense of fatalism, pessimism, Mm -hmm. a sense that um, you're not keeping up with your age cohort, you know, the kids you went to high school with Mm -hmm. uh, who are employed and have started families and so forth. So that's what you're dealing with. That's, That's the existential issue for many people with serious mental illness. And here, we really have only one message for our members and it's a powerful message that message is we need you here we need you to run this place and that beckons people from their homes and gets them to come down because it's not a line it's not a treatment modality we can't run grand avenue club without the voluntary help of our members We were here. I wanted to meet some of these members. I wanted to meet the staff. I wanted to see the building. So let's take a walk around the Grand Avenue Club for Mental Health Monday. First of all, it's like a really old historic building. I can tell as we're walking through. And I'm wondering what it used to be. This is an old bank. It was the first bank of Milwaukee. What's that now? Uh, This was the first bank of Milwaukee. And uh, construction began in 1837. These are the bank teller windows. Um, This is now the site of our new upscale resale shop, and we are coming upon the work unit at Grand Avenue Club 
that is organizing that shop. Are they having a meeting in here? Are we disturbing the meeting? Hi, everyone. Okay. I would like to introduce you to Riggs. Hi, Riggs. I do a podcast called uh, Mental Health Monday, so this was an amazing organization that I wanted to shed some light on, so (laughs) what is is the meeting here for? What are you guys doing today? I'm Claudine, and um, this meeting is part of the retail management uh, meeting. We want to train some of our members to become educated in uh, retail management and customer service etiquette. Um, We want them to be able to deal with the public. A lot of people who suffer from mental illness are shy about dealing with the public, and the retail management gets them comfortable in dealing with the public. So that's what this group is about. Thank you very much. Thank you. And good luck with this. Let me know when the boutique opens. I'll come do some shopping. I can use some new clothes. (laughs) Thank you, guys. Then she took me up to the second level where they have a whole culinary unit, and we met Jenna. What we do every day, we work together as a team, so everyone in the unit, whether it's staff members, we all work together, and we make lunch every day. Um, We really focus on making healthy meals, um, working on portioning control just to give people a nice meal. We have soup and salad bar that you can get for a dollar. And then you can do soup, salad, and then the main entree for $2. Is this only available here at the Grand Avenue Club, or can people from the public walk in off the street and get these meals as well? Nope, it's only available for our members, so that's kind of what's really great about it, because we all come together as a community during lunch, and we eat together, and sometimes listen to music, laugh. It's a really good time, so we are kind of the heart and the stomach of the clubhouse. Now, does the food, is this stuff that is donated or is this stuff that is purchased through your funding that you were talking about, uh, Rachel? Of things. Some of it is purchased. Food, uh, uh, Feeding America is very generous to us. So is an organization called One More Meal and a group called Tikkun Ha'ir has been involved with us as well. So we get some wonderful contributions. We also purchase food. Now, what is the third floor? The third floor is a brand new unit, uh, which is an amalgam of two units, um, and it's called Membership Education and Employment. And that those people work on those issues. So they do the orientation, they do the recruitment of members, and they help members find jobs and keep the records that we need to keep for those members, for Social Security, for example. Sure. The third floor has a whole hallway with a gallery of all the places where people can get jobs from the Grand Avenue Club, different employers that work with the Grand Avenue Club. There's a library with tons of books, CDs that people can check out. And over here, there's a gentleman that's working on, it looks like a newspaper of some sort. Hi, Joseph. How are you? Good. How are you? What are you doing here today? Well, right now, I'm looking at some pictures to put in our quarterly newsletter, The Phoenix. Okay. We put The Phoenix on our website, and it gets emailed to about 2,000 people throughout the world, actually. What is The Phoenix now? Is that something specific to you guys? Newsletter. It's a quarterly newsletter. Here's a copy of it. Okay. Um, this is our most recent copy. It tells the stories of our members, tell the, tells the stories of what is going on in our clubhouse, and it is, for the most part, written by members and staff with a focus on members. Awesome. As we continue moving along the third we level. A few marriages. We take credit for a few marriages. There's pictures of members all up on the wall, and some of them, obviously, married couples. Yes, we've had probably, I'm saying, I'm going to guess five. How many marriages have we had? Five? Five, five people have been married here? Yeah. Are they still together? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. That's the Yes, because they, uh, they met at Grand Avenue Club. It's yeah. whatever. Do you have an ordained minister on site? actually <laughs> Oh, you are? I am, too. I was going to say, if you don't, let me know. Oh, you could perform weddings. Absolutely. How are you guys? Hi, I'm Riggs. Jerry. 
Jerry, nice to meet you. you Jerry was in the business office taking care of some paperwork for his job that he got placed through the Grand Avenue Club. I work at uh, 600 East Cafe. Okay. What do you do there? Uh, I'm a food winner, basically a waiter, but with no tips. <laughs> okay. But, and also I'll wash dishes. What do you think? What's the biggest takeaway that you've had at the Grand Avenue Club? The biggest thing that they've done for you? Um, just, personally. Personally, I was to isolate myself and close down and shut the door on, my, on people trying to reach into me. It took a, to me personally, it took like a couple months to really put feet in the ground here, and it makes you feel like don't it's not so it's okay to be different. And what is your name, ma'am? I'm Nikki Lolinski. I'm the program director here. What is your responsibility as the program director? So we're standing in the middle of the membership education and employment unit. So I'm the unit leader up here. I also take charge of all the program staff and make sure that our employment program runs smoothly, our education program, and that everyone that's coming into the clubhouse feels warm and welcome. What if somebody, what if another employer listening wanted to be a part of your program and have your people come and work with them? Is that something that and people can come to you about? Absolutely. I also do employment development, so if you know of a job in the Milwaukee area that Grand Avenue Club could take advantage of, please email me at Nikki, N-I-K-K-I, at grandavenueclub.org. Perfect. Is it, it has to be a local business? Can it be a franchise? Can it be kind we of any love business? We to hear from anyone who's interested. Fourth floor is Boxer Morris Room, the art studio, laundry room, exercise room. Well, great, Rachel. Thanks. How about you today? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah I was just charging my phone off. Everybody's so nice at the Grand Avenue Club. This guy was just charging his phone in a nice communal area, so we struck up a conversation. I was wondering what brings him to the Grand Avenue Club. I, I Well, I, I have a safe environment of good mental health in my past work experience in circular aerospace, right. Renaissance, Redeemer Lutheran Church, um, the housing, First Baptist Church. Joe was one of the many members that benefited from employment from the Grand Avenue Club. The rest of the tour, the fourth floor, is very visual, so I won't take you on the audio portion of the tour because it included things like an art gallery, a fitness studio, an arts and crafts studio. You can't see any of that. It's a podcast, so let's move along, shall we? On the way out, we ran into another member, Shelby. What do you do here at the Grand Avenue Club, Shelby? I, uh, I do housing for my members, help them find housing. I have to, uh, I sit here most of the day at my desk and computer, you know, no matter where you are, what side of town, how much you got, or who you are, I have to make sure that um, I find you something that you can afford that's, that's safe and comfortable for you. So that's what I do here. I'm a member too. Okay. Yeah. But I, I've been here like 18 years. 18 years? Yeah. What uh, What brought you here to the Grand Avenue Club? Um, a change. I met a young lady named Tracy, and she brought me here. I got involved, you know, with something different, something I could understand and wanted to do. I wanted to make a change. Every day I work on doing better, getting better, and being better, and giving more to my members, helping my members out with a lot of things, you know. So I try to give them some ideas and set an example on how to quit smoking, because I've been, I, I quit smoking in 2004, and I've been drug-free almost 20 years. It's wonderful. Don't you feel great? I feel wonderful. You look great, too. Thank you. Maybe you don't take that the wrong way. You're a handsome man. It's all right. I, <laughs> I like that. See, I, I look better because I quit drugging and drinking. Yeah. Man. Thank you very much, Shelby. You're welcome. It's very nice to meet you, sir. I mean, you, too. Shelby's a nice guy. I like yeah, that guy. You know what I've noticed about this place, Rachel? Yeah. Is you have an incredibly diverse membership here. It's it's men, it's women, it's all races, it's all ages, it's it's everything. And it, it doesn't skew one way or the other, because I was going to say, do you have more male or more female members? More black, more white, more more Hispanic? It's, it's really incredible, the amount of diversity that you have here at the Grand Avenue Club. 
And the interesting thing, um, now that you're mentioning that, is we don't have lots of conflict. I mean, we have, you know, we get annoyed at each other at times, as people do. It's everywhere. But we, yeah, but we don't have, we, there isn't a really racial conflict, or there isn't, uh, we just don't deal with that here. Or a gender conflict, or I'm older than you, I'm younger than you. Right, because everybody knows that I'm older than everybody, and they should <laughs> listen to me. Uh, it was a joke. But um, there isn't a lot of conflict, for the most part, people are very concerned about each other. And I think that that's what makes this place different from more traditional approaches. People are concerned about each other, and as you indicated, helping others is very satisfying, being part of that kind of community. Do you need a doctor's note to get into something like this? How does the application process work? If somebody was interested in saying, this sounds like the Grand Avenue Club might be something for me, how does somebody go about joining and becoming a member here? Well, you can refer yourself to Grand Avenue really? Club. You can hear about it from Jose or another enthusiastic member. Right. And you fill out an application online and you get that to us. If you don't have access to a computer, you come right down to Grand Avenue Club where mm. we have a computer specifically reserved for you to fill something out. We do do need eventually um, in pretty fairly early in the process for a psychiatrist to write down what your diagnosis is, what your medications mm-hmm. are, what the dosages are. And we do that because organizations like this are so badly needed that we have people coming down who don't experience a mental illness. They have another issue and we have no reason to believe that we could be effective for them. Sure. So as we, we have a very um, terrible joke here, which is we're an elite group. We have mental illness. Um, <laughs> um, well, it's tongue in cheek, of it course. Is, of I'll course. take the tongue out of my cheek. Yeah. Um, and then and we so we need and we need that sheet of paper um, because if there something were to happen, if you were to faint or there were to be a problem when the you know when the ambulance comes, we want to pull that out and, yes. and hand that to somebody in a responsible that makes complete way. Sense. Having said that. Frankly, we don't pay much attention to what people's diagnosis diagnoses are. So we don't relate to people on the basis of what the diagnosis is. Well, you don't say, these are the anxiety people, these are the bipolar no, people, these never, are the depressed. Never. This is John, this is Jose, this is Rachel, Sandy, Rachel, whoever. Carmen. And, and, yeah. and we, we work with you side by side, and that's how we get to know you. So we encourage you to do things. I've worked with people in this clubhouse for 15 and 20 years. I have absolutely no idea what their diagnosis is. It's not relevant to our agenda. No, it's not at all. And that probably helps a lot with people to come here because yes. you're not looking at them as somebody with a depression diagnosis. That's right. It's a human being that can do a job. That's right. I noticed there's one in Milwaukee. There's a clubhouse in Madison. Are there any more in Wisconsin? Yes, there's a clubhouse in Waukesha, Wausau, okay. Sheboygan. It's a very grassroots kind of thing. Yeah. Clubhouse International, which is the global training, uh, accreditation, and advocacy organization, provides new clubhouse training to communities that are interested in starting a clubhouse. But the will, the political will, has to be in that community. They will not send people to move to a small Wisconsin town to start a clubhouse, but anyone can start a clubhouse and they will be helpful by having you come to new clubhouse training. It's a wonderful organization. Thank you. That I'm glad I just found out about, and I think that more people should know about it. Thank you. And I think there should be more organizations like this. Because I agree. it's uh, entering people back into the workforce and treating it just like any other illness. Uh, mental illness is just like anything else, like kidney right. disease or cancer or heart disease right. or even the flu. It's all the same. And uh, I'm glad that you guys take it seriously here at the clubhouse, the Grand Avenue Club. Thank you. 
Thank you to Dr. Rachel Foreman. Thank you to Jose. Thank you to everybody that I spoke with and interrupted during their workday at the Grand Avenue Club. If you're interested, it's downtown Milwaukee, 210 East Michigan Street, or you can find out more at grandavenueclub.org. The clubhouse model in general is clubhouse-intl.org. Changing the world of mental health. I love it especially for Mental Health Monday. Thanks for listening. Take care of yourself. Take care of your mind. I'll talk to you next time on another Mental Health Monday. Until then, make good life decisions, all right? This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.